when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Here we are, breaking through with James Levesque. I want to thank you guys for being here today. Look, I'm believing that today's a day for your breakthrough. You know, I was thinking about it this morning. We really are in a war on values, right? It's like there's such a conflict I feel in the midst of Christianity. And I got to tell you, it has everything to do with priorities. I've been pastoring for a while. And over my time pastoring, I'll tell you, I've had situations and conversations where people would come in my office and they'd say, look, man, I'm struggling with this and that. And they lay all these things out. And it all came down to priorities. What is first in your life? You know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, what is an idol? Something like that. Maybe an Old Testament understanding for you. I want to break it down pretty simple for you. An idol is anything that takes away from Christ's image in your life. Think about that. Think about the day we live in and all that's around us. You could easily produce a ton of idols. But what I want to talk today is about the priority lie. We're going to call it the priority lie. You know, when I first got saved, you know, in the midst of religion like everybody else, they said to me, look, you've got to get your priorities right. You need to make sure that in your life your priorities are straight and they're going to tell you, look, your priorities are going to be, you know, God's going to be first. Uh, and then you better make sure you get your family in there, right? Your family's going to be number two. And then your ministry, your job, whatever else in your life. And I'm going to tell you today, you've been lied to. There is a priority lie that you've been told. And I'm going to tell you what the lie is. It is that order. The truth is, here's the order. It's God is first. And there's no second, ladies and gentlemen. There's no second. <clears throat> See, the truth is, Jesus is our everything. And most of the struggles you may be feeling, I believe, are directly connected to, to the top of your chart there. It's easy to put everything that seems good in your life ahead of the Father. But I'm going to tell you right now, Matthew chapter 6 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things are going to be added unto you. What things? Everything you're worried about today. Everything in your life that you feel like you're struggling with and you're unsure of. And actually, Jesus kept going a little further. And he said, look, don't worry about what? Tomorrow. Don't worry about where you're going to be provided for. Don't worry about what's coming. How many of us fill ourselves with worry about the future? Listen, the future is in God's hands. And that is the beautiful thing about faith. As Christians... Look, man, you're going to have to be in a position where you just don't know. It's like being comfortable with mystery, right? Look, I love taking on new adventures. I love being in places where I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. See, when you want to be in control of the priorities in your life, you're going to be frustrated at the progress. But if we surrender everything to God and we go, look, you are the one that is number one in my life, 
everything else will follow after that. You may say, man, how can I be a great parent to my child? See, first the kingdom. Put Jesus at the top of everything. Let me tell you something. My family, I love my family so dearly. It's my treasure in my heart. But I told our children, look, you know, you're on loan to us, right? Your mother and I, we, 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 God created you, but he's given you as a gift for us. And here's the deal. I got to tell some of you parents right now, you can't put your kids above the Lord. I know it sounds crazy. Some of you stress about it. You're concerned about it. You, you know, look, put your trust in the Lord. That's where our trust is. The Bible says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. What that means is don't let your understanding be that which supports you. So when we're talking about trust, trust is crazy because look, there's temporary trust, right? I trust that this chair isn't going to fall down when I sit on it, right? You may have trust that you get on an airplane, it's going to take you to where you need to go. But our ultimate trust needs to be in the Lord. And that priority in our lives, it is going to be something that will cause conflict in your life. When we make decisions, how are you making decisions in your life? Are you making decisions based on peace? Come on, that's what we call your inner decision maker, right? When your decision maker is broken, meaning when you don't have peace, what do you do? You rely on his word and you know that God is true. And so I'm telling you today, make sure that our decisions are first, the kingdom first. Uh, when you marry someone, come on now, it better be kingdom first. Uh, when you're choosing a job, what is the motivating factor? Is it money? Because I'm going to tell you right now, money is a horrible motivator. If you're making decisions on finances alone, they're not going to turn out. But if you're making decisions with kingdom first, God, what do you long for me to do? It'll always work out. I got a call one time, uh, and, he, and, and a buddy in the church there back in Connecticut said, Pastor, you know, I got an opportunity to go to Google in California, and the pay is like, you know, six figures, and I can do all this stuff with my family, and it's California, man, and it's Google, and what do I do? I said, do you have peace? Is God done with the season you're in right now? Because are you thinking kingdom first? Hear me clearly. It's so easy in this day we live in to make gut decisions in the flesh. It's so easy in the day we live in to have the arm of the flesh. Well, you know, it, it, I call it living in reaction to darkness, right? Oh man, something's happening, so I just have to do this. Think about this. When you go out to eat, do, do me a favor. Ask somebody where they came from. I was in a, in a restaurant here uh, in Florida one time, and I said to the waitress, I said, who are you? She said, well, I'm Jessica. I said, no, no, no. How did you get here? How did you, because we came from Connecticut, how did you get here? And she said, you know, it's a long story, but man, I got married, and he was in the, the service, and then he left me, and I have a child, and I'm trying to go to school, and, and, and I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm just here. I realized something at that moment. Most people live by default. It's just like they just, whatever just happens, you're like a ping pong ball, right? Just bouncing you around, around from one trauma to the next. But how many of us are living on purpose, right? That's what the priority is all about. I'm making kingdom first. I'm making priority first. And it's God in no second. Father, where do you, where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to go? Where, how do you want me to live? Where do you want me to work? Those things are so important in our lives and we can't make defining moment choices without the right priority. There's defining moments in life and then there's choices. You know what a choice is? What you're wearing right now? Come on, some of y'all need to get out your jammies. 
That, you know, that's your choice. You wake up and you choose to wear what you want. I chose to put this watch on today. It's a choice. Those things, fine. Does God care? Yeah, he cares. But the reality is, those are your choices. But then there's defining moments in life. And, define, and I believe prophetically, many of you today are in a defining moment in life. You are making decisions, I believe, that are going to change your future. Man, we can't take those things lightly. You can't treat a defining moment like a choice. Some of you are deciding who you're going to marry and where you're going to work and what church you're going to plug into. Man, don't get crazy on me. Way back when we had crazy quarantine and all this stuff, I couldn't believe what was happening. Let me tell you, I started getting emails. All the churches in Connecticut years ago were closed down. I started getting emails. Pastor, I think we're, we're not going to be in, in this church anymore. Wait, what? You're what? I think, Pastor, it's time for me to move on. And I'm like, yo, don't make quarantine decisions, man. Don't, in the midst of your darkness, you're responding like you're in a prison. That isn't the time. When you're in a place of uncertainty, go back to what you do know. When you're in a moment of not sure, go to what you do know. Because the priority conflict is always going to be there in your life. And so today, I want to help you. I want to pray for you. I want to encourage you. Let's get the priorities right. It absolutely will hold you back from what God is asking you to do. And so is your priorities right? We're going to find out about it. But what I want to do, I want to expound on what I'm sharing with you. And I want to teach you a promise from the Word of God about how we can break into those keys to receive all that God has for us. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, preparing for an end-time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autograph copy. Log on to jameslevesque.org and get your copy today. As I think about that priority in our lives, you know, seeking first the kingdom, what does that look like? You know, a lot of people I know, they just long to bear fruit, right? Think about your life. You have all these promises right now in your life that you're probably waiting to come to pass, but how do we access them? I'll tell you how we don't in the flesh, right? We can't, you know, Christianity was never meant to be served uh, in, in, in strength, right? In the arm of the flesh, in your own strength. It's really about surrender. That's how we put the kingdom first. You know, you ever seen a hamster on a wheel? I feel like so many, I like to call it exhausting Christianity. So many of us are like struggling, trying to do it in our own strength, or we're overthinking this relationship with God. The reality is you were born for this. You were created to worship. That's what you got to realize. The Bible says that God is looking for worshipers, right? That will worship him in spirit and in truth. He's looking for worshipers. And as we make him known in our lives, as we put him first in everything we do, you will see the benefits of right living. I'm telling you, a lot of the struggles that we're dealing with right now, I'm telling you are directly connected to priority. You may not even think it. You might be like, yo, it's my uncle. You might be like, well, it's my job. You might be like, well, I'm unemployed. No, it's none of those. It's the kingdom first. Because God gave us a promise if we seek first his kingdom, all these things will be added. I'm going to tell you how we access those things. 
John chapter 15, verse 4 says this. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus makes it so clear that the secret to bearing fruit is abiding. Think about what I just told you. It's not striving. It's not how good you are, how you work for love, or how you try to obtain his favor. You obtain favor on the cross. Come on. You obtain favor when he died for you. When his arms were outstretched, you never have to earn it again. But so many people today, man, they're trying in their flesh. They're trying in their own strength to make it work. It's just not going to happen. You want fruit that remains because we all do. It's time to abide. The Bible also says in John 15, 16, let's read it right now. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit, here we go, should remain. So God wants you and me to bear everlasting fruit. Well, how do we do it, right? Do we do it through, you know, maybe going to a Bible school? Let me tell you again about the priority problem. In America, especially North America, we've come up with an idea years ago. And we're like, man, how are we going to have preachers? How are we going to get people that are anointed? Uh, somebody decided to say, let's send them to Bible school. I love education. We've had Bible schools. Listen, I, I teach at them all the time. The anointing is more important than education. But what we've done is we've tried to school ourselves into fruit. It's not going to happen. You can't go to a, a university for four to eight years or 10 years and think that you're going to get the call of God and preach because I deal with pastors all the time. They have all the head knowledge. But what happens when you come out of these universities and somebody needs a miracle in their body? What happens when you come out of these universities and somebody needs a touch from God? We need the anointing above everything, and that is putting the kingdom first. You were called to bear fruit that remains. So let me ask you a question. Is God first in your life? Have you put God first in your life? If that's true, then we've got to continually put him first. There's never a place in your life where it's going to be like, oh, he's first. I don't have to. No, values are fought for values are contended for. And if you're not careful, you're always going to find yourself frustrated with the war of the flesh. You're not supposed to live that way. He has given you all power and all authority that we would live a victorious life. And I promise you it's directly connected to obedience, listening to his word, you know, doing what he's called you to do. The Bible says in Hebrews 5, Jesus had to learn obedience through the things that he went through. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if Jesus had to learn obedience, then what do we have to learn, right? Come on. I, I see people all the time, they want a word from the Lord, and I'll give them a word. I believe God wants you to do, you know, not like the Lord will speak to me, and I'll say, look, I believe the Lord's saying this over your life and this over your life, and oh, I thank you, Pastor. Amen. Praise God. Wonderful. And things don't happen in their life. Listen to me very carefully. I refuse to hold God hostage to an unfulfilled promise. I'm going to say that again. You need to hear this. I refuse to hold God hostage to an unfulfilled promise because this is what I want to tell you. When you feel like things aren't working in your life and you feel like things are frustrated, it's this side of heaven, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that side of heaven. So you've got to realize like, like we are wanting the kingdom of heaven here on earth. 
and you will constantly fight these promises if he is not first in your life. Because I'm going to tell you the truth right now. Every promise in the word of God, people don't like when I say these things, every promise is conditional. It is what you and I are willing to do to see that promise come to pass. The Bible says this, he's going to heal your land. But it also says, if my people will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. Are you with me? Everybody wants the healing of the land. I don't know how many people want the turn from your wicked ways, right? You don't see conferences right now called turn from your wicked ways. That's not catchy, but it's life-changing. The Bible says in Exodus 15, 26, I am the God that healeth thee. Man, I love it. Who doesn't believe he's a miracle worker? Come on, he is a healer. I'm telling you right now, he is a miracle worker. But it also says, if you hearkenly, diligently listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and obey all his commands, he is the God that heals you. So what are you saying, Pastor? Are you saying that we have to work for it or you have to earn it? Not at all. You have to surrender for it. You can't earn this in your own strength. I, there's nothing I could ever do uh, to be qualified for what I've done. I'm doing it because of surrender. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. But when you surrender and you let go of your control, look how much more you can do in the kingdom. I actually got a prophetic word last Sunday. I stood up in the middle of transition and God spoke to me and he said, I want you to tell the people that the struggle they feel is directly connected to their inability to let go. I'm going to say it again. The struggle you feel, the fight you feel right now is directly connected to your ability to let go. What are you trying to be the Holy Spirit of in your life right now? What are you so frustrated on, you know, that you're trying to make something work? You got to let go. You know what I say when things are frustrating in your life? Build a list. Build a list. My wife and I have, have counseled many people, and we've said, look, build a list. What do I mean by that? Some of us dominate our minds with what's not working, right? I wish I was thinner. I wish I had a husband. I wish I was doing this. I wish my kids were this. I wish things were better. I wish I had more money. I wish I had more people. It, like we're so consumed with what's not working. It's time to focus on what is, right? The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. That means it doesn't matter if it's high or low, how you feel. We have to rejoice in the Lord. That is his mandate for our lives. Be thankful in everything, in everything, be in prayer and petition. Is that what's on our lips? Are we giving God praise? Are we giving him thanksgiving? Otherwise, you're going to live frustrated in your life. I'm telling you right now, let go. That is the priority of letting go. Trusting God in your life and letting him do everything that he's told you you can do. It's that simple. See, Christianity is not... Uh, Christianity is not a subtraction, right? Come on. A lot of y'all have been beat down by dead religion. It's like, you've got to get rid of this, and you've got to get rid of that, and you've got to do this, and you better do it. Man, you'll never earn it. Christianity is an addition. It's not a subtraction. It is us going, God, it's you plus me, right? It's you first. It's your kingdom. It's your priorities in every year of your life, and I'm telling you, Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom, and everything you're worried about is going to be added unto you. In a moment, we're going to pray, and I believe that such breakthrough is going to take place in your life. But let me ask you the question, are you seeking first the kingdom? When he's first in your life, there's no second, right? Financially, who are you trusting in? Are you trusting in the Lord, or are you trusting in your own strength? Come on. You know, listen, you are not a good leader of yourself. You know, every time the Bible says, be not deceived, four more times it says, don't deceive yourself. You end up being the biggest enemy of yourself. I don't want, you know, a prayer that I've prayed many times, and I, and I do all the time, I say this, Lord, empty me of the wisdom of this world. 
and fill me with the wisdom of God. Empty me of my own strength, my own understanding, and fill me with the wisdom of God. Because look, we live in a day where people are almost like trying to, to create their own Christianity. They're almost trying to like make what their Christianity wants to be. That's not how this thing works, man. It isn't your Christianity, it's his. The Father laid out for us how we're supposed to live and how our lives are supposed to be. And as long if you're fighting that, it's going to be frustrating. If you let go, then, it, then it's healing. You know, seeking first the kingdom is just that. What that doesn't mean is, God, I'm going to do everything in my own strength. And when I come to the end of myself, okay, then I'll seek your kingdom. That's not seeking first. Seeking first means you are first, period. When I make financial decisions, it's, it, I put the Father first. When I make life decisions, I put the Father first. When I make decisions on who I'm going to link my life up with, covenant relationships, man, I put the Father first. I don't think about my own flesh in these decisions. I don't think about my own personal wants. It sounds crazy. You know, it's like, well, don't we matter? Yeah, but you don't matter that much. You know what I like to call us? We're like the pizza box, right? Come on, who doesn't love a good pizza? Uh, I feel like there's way better pizza in Connecticut, by the way. Florida's hurting. But let me just tell you something. You're the pizza box, right? Here's how this works. If you're at a party and you know pizza's on its way, you get excited, right? The pizza shows up the door. We're all excited. We're ready to eat. You know, it might be a football party or something. But guess what no one cares about? The pizza box. The pizza box doesn't matter. The pizza box doesn't matter. What is in the box is what's valuable. And what you've got to realize in this whole self-help Christianity we're in and everybody's overdosing on God's love, which I believe in and I love and I love grace and mercy and love and all those things. But guess what? You're just a vessel. We matter, right? We don't matter that much. It's really about him. And when you realize that what makes that pizza box valuable is what's inside of it. And what makes you valuable and what makes me valuable is who lives in us. It's the Jesus in you that's going to draw people. It's the Christ in you that's going to bring people uh, in front of you to minister to, to witness to. That's where favor comes from. It doesn't come from being in your own strength or wanting to be noticed or fighting in your own flesh. Man, those things will never work. Again, the promises of God are conditional. People say to me, Pastor, I've received all these prophetic words. They haven't come to pass yet. I'm so frustrated. Why aren't things working in my life? Great question. But my question to you is, what have you done in your life to make room for these promises? Are you constantly saying yes? Don't get me started. I preached a whole message on your yes. That's all we have is our yes. That's all we have. This whole broadcast is a yes, right? This whole thing's a yes. It's a new step of faith. It's a greater way to communicate with people in the earth that I love, that I believe we're going to see another great awakening. But is it a yes? Because I will tell you, years ago, we made a decision in my household. No matter what the question is, God, the answer is yes. I may not know how it's going to work. I may not know how it's going to happen. But the answer is yes. So it doesn't matter what you ask. Father, if you ask me something and I don't have the money for it or I don't know how it's going to happen, the answer is yes. If you're asking me to stand for truth in a day where truth has just been so twisted and manipulated, the answer is yes. It's truth. It doesn't matter if it's trendy or cultural. It's still truth. And God is looking for people today that will stand for truth, that will, that will stand for righteousness, that won't bat down from the lies of the earth. And, and it's, it's about time you win the war of your mind. Romans 12, right? You know, don't be conformed to this world, the Bible says. That word world is ion, meaning period of time. Don't be conformed to this period of time. Can, can I say don't be conformed to this dead church world we're in? 
but be transformed. How are we transformed? By the renewing of your mind. That's how we're transformed. Is our mind being renewed that is directly connected to your yes and that's directly connected to the priority in your life. And so look, what you have to do today is lay it down. Lay your job down, lay your family down, lay all these things down at the altar of God and say, it's yours. I love my family, but you're more important. I love, it's hard, I understand. This is the priority in your life. Because when you seek first, you know, doing marriage counseling, I mean, we're busy now, we don't get to do it as much anymore, but it's a triangle. Here's the husband, here's the wife, here's God. You're only gonna be as connected to each other as you are with the Father. And if that's your focus, you're good. If God is first, you're good. If he's not, you're gonna constantly fight and struggle. And so I'm telling you, the struggle you feel, the battle you feel today is directly connected to your yes and to you making God a priority. And I'm telling you today, I'm here prophetically on this channel talking to you. You say, man, you tell me, yes, I'm talking to you. And God has sent me here today to tell you it's time to make priorities where they need to be. It's time to to let go of all the things you're trying to control. It's time to let go of the exhausting Christianity. You're like a hamster in a wheel that ain't going nowhere. And, And I've never seen more busy people accomplishing nothing on the earth in all my life. It is time to abide. Ah, it is time to abide and bear fruit that remains. He is asking you to bear fruit that remains. You are called to bear fruit. You are called to be uh, a watering well to everybody around you. You are the awakening on two feet. You are the witness to your family. You are the witness to culture. You are the witness to everybody around you. And I believe today that there's an anointing available to you, for you to empower you to do all that God has called you to do. What is breaking through? Breaking through is removing these obstacles, coming back to priorities, right? Coming back to the way God wanted it to be. Charles Finney defined revival like this. It's just coming back to the obedience of God. It's not crazy. We're not looking for super spectacular. We are looking to obey God at his word and put him first. There's no condemnation in it. We're putting God first. And listen, there's no accidents. You're watching this broadcast right now because God has set us up with a divine appointment. And I'm telling you, God had a word for you that if you just let go a little bit, God is going to break through in your life. If you just lay down all those things, the Bible says it so easily besets you. As we give it up and lay it down, I believe the kingdom is going to break through in your life. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for all of you watching right now on this broadcast I believe that God wants to break through in your life. I believe that this message today has been a message of hope for you. And all of you watching on the broadcast, I want to pray for you. I want you to stretch your hands towards the screen, and I'm going to pray that every obstacle is removed, that God would become first in our lives again, and we would not fall to the priority lie. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for each and every person watching, and I declare breakthrough, Father. I thank you that our our focus is you, God. We even repent right now for not placing you first in our life. We lay our family back at that altar. We lay our jobs and our our friends and our everything, our future. Come on. We lay it down at your feet and we are at peace with uncertainty because we know that he that began a good work is faithful. Come on. God, you are faithful and you will do everything that you said you would do. Come on. Look, you may be watching this broadcast right now and you're going, man, I don't know anything about this, but I want that in my life. Maybe you don't know the Lord, right? Maybe you've not walked with God. Today's your opportunity. Do you know where you would go if you died today? Stretch your hands and pray with me. Father, 
Say this, Father, in Jesus' name, I receive your salvation. I receive your peace. Amen. I know it sounds crazy. It's that simple. Let today for all of you, whether you know the Lord or not, let today be a new day in your life. Let today be a day where the priorities are set and you can focus on living the life that God has for you to live. Come on. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. It's going to be an amazing week for you. Tune in tomorrow. We'll see you again. Thank you for rocking with Breaking Through.